great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The political divide is destroying this country. I've made this point before. I'm going to try and hammer it home even harder tonight, this morning. The political divide in this country is taking us all down. This, This is the most simplistic way that I can state it. This tit for tat, tit for tat. Former President Donald Trump hints that he will raid Clinton and Obama if he retakes the White House. He shares an op-ed stating that the Mar-a-Lago raid will uh, get him reelected after he had a good night uh, last night in um, Wyoming. And the former president also shared an op-ed predicting that he would, quote, be even more unrestrained as the 47th president than he was as the 45th. Now, the former president is also ruffling some feathers locally, locally this morning. Donald Trump has endorsed Dan Goldman, a congressional candidate, and Carolyn Maloney in key NYC congressional uh, races. Now, Goldman is not just any other Democrat. He headed up one of the impeachment committees against Mr. Trump. Maloney, the congresswoman running in district congressional district 12, quickly renounced Trump's endorsement and suggested he was attempting to damage her campaign. Maloney responds in a tweet, this is laughable and I reject any endorsement from Donald Trump. Goldman, running in the 10th Congressional District, took it a step further and accused the former president of trying to, quote, meddle in an election. So President Trump making uh, some endorsement in some local races, congressional races, uh, endorsing some uh, some Democrats. You have to give, so that's one topic we're dealing with. Another is you have to give Vice President Pence some credit because it's the right thing to do in this circumstance. Pence telling Republicans to stop attacking the FBI after Mar-a-Lago, right? And it's the right thing to do because we have got to turn the temperature down. But Pence testifying before the January 6th panel, that would only divide the country further. Speaking at a political event in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, Wednesday, the former vice president said the criticisms coming from members of his own party have to end. We can hold the attorney general accountable for the decision that he made without attacking the rank and file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. 
Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. There's repeating. Calls to defund the FBI, according to the former vice president, is as bad as defund the police. And he's correct. Mr. Pence is correct. Now, he does say that he was deeply troubled to learn uh, about the search warrant for Mr. Trump's estate. But he's right on this point that the party can still hold Attorney General Garland accountable without attacking the rank-and-file law enforcement personnel at the FBI. Now, the former president um, stating that he would consider testifying before the January 6th uh, panel, uh, if asked to do so. But the bottom line is this. It's time to let sleeping dogs lie. It's time to, it's time to move on for the country. And, and I know some of you will say, well, Dominic, that's easy to say, but, but the January 6th panel, uh, is not moving on. They are digging in more and more and more. And that's true. We are taking your telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So I'm going to your calls in just a moment. But I have to say this morning, bravo, bravo for New York City Councilwoman Vicki Palladino for standing her ground and declaring not on my watch, on her watch, folks. Have you seen the video? This is what happens in progressive America. This is what happens when all types of behavior is tolerated. The video shows a squatter house resident literally blow marijuana smoke into the councilwoman's face after they had a confrontation. And I want you to listen to the confrontation as the councilwoman did not back down. Have a good day as well. Thank you. you got an eviction notice. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah. And you're going to make sure you get out. Oh. Because we won't have this going on in this neighborhood. It oh, won't no. happen. It just won't happen. I'm sorry. Okay? Right. You're not sorry. I'm not. Okay? No, you're not. I'm not. Okay? Have a good day. You have a great day. Okay. You have an even better day. Okay? Oh, no. Broken windows. Yep. Perfect. Excellent. What are you dealing out of this house? What was that? I said, what are you feeling out of this house? What kind of business do you do in this house? Why don't you do me a favor and get the over there? Huh? Because You're this is my... an elected official. Oh, I don't give a who you are. You're still over here. Go the over there. I will step right over Thank there. Thank you. That's all I ask. Okay. That's all go. I ask. What do you got in your mouth? Weed. Okay. You got this on video? Yeah, I do. Perfect. Excellent. It's legal. What's disgusting? Fuck yourself. Okay. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Okay, bye-bye. And so you see, folks, a squatter is telling us that, that marijuana is legal as he blows a big puff of it into the councilwoman's face. We don't know what that stuff was laced with. But I tip my hat this morning to Councilwoman Vicki Palladino of Queens for standing her ground and representing her constituents. I'll tell you about the house, the drama from the Department of Buildings, and the guy apparently shouldn't even be on the premises because the house is owned by the bank. And it's in College Point, and there's a lot of information, but I'll get to that. I see all the calls, so let's start with that. We're taking your calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Michael in Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, 
Um, I am tired of goody two shoes pens. Let him be a little more pensive and less talkative. You know, there's always some kid in the class, oh, 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 you know, I'm tired of him. Okay, but why, but, but Michael, but, but why are you tired of him? Why? Simply because it looks like he's going against the former president? No, because for him to say, why don't Republicans turn down the rhetoric? Well, I'm sorry. It's a point in time, unless you're saying attack, you know, someone in the FBI. It's a point in time where we have to put on our big boy pants and challenge what these sneaks are doing. Don't forget it was the FBI and the CIA that was complicit in the Russian hoax. Okay, so but, 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 Michael, but please keep in mind that, I mean, what do the agents have to do with this? Yes, if you want to focus on the attorney general, by all means do so. But what do the rank and file agents have to do with this? We're not talking about rank and file. When they criticize the FBI, they're not talking about the rank and okay, file. Okay, so, so they're you're saying that, the- so you're saying that everybody distinguishes what and everybody knows what, what, what people are talking about. But I thank you for the call, and uh, have a wonderful day, uh, Michael. Let's go now to Tom's River, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to George. George, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. Dominic, I'm very glad you have your own show and everything, because you, you really deserve to have that. And I always really like what you say, and I agree with you most of the time. But I'm sorry I can't agree with you on the Pence thing, because okay. he's funding the FBI – is not the same thing as defunding the police. The police are trying to defend and protect people while the FBI is going in and doing their dirty work that they've been doing for the last four years. So defund, I, as far as I'm concerned, they could, could completely shut it down. And my stepfather was an FBI agent under Hoover. Okay, but and hey, so, hey but George, and I, I appreciate the compliment, and I understand that we can't agree on everything. So so yeah. I, I do understand that. But the, the rank-and-file agents... Are, are we just going to dismiss their regular duties and what they do on the national front to fight crime and to be proactive? And we're only going to focus on this, on the, on the political situations? Well, if they hadn't become so political, I guess I could understand. And I don't normally call and raid, rant and rave about a disagreement. Usually I'm right on board here. But for some reason, something said, you better call. Hopefully you'll get through because it's not easy to get through. But um, I just it's not and it's not the guys who went in, but the director of the FBI is guilty, in my opinion, definitely. And so is his so-called boss, whatever that guy calls himself, an attorney general. You know, they are. Yes, they are in the guilty party. The agents, it's like the people who report news. I don't blame the people who are on television reporting news. They're just doing what they're, you know, it's the guys upstairs in the ivory tower sitting at the oak desk, the editors and the, and the directors of the news. and they're the ones that, who run the media. Well, the you, 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 you know, George, um, it's not like that here at WABC, and I say oh, that, no, I know that. I, I say that no. sincerely because uh, the, the owner operators, uh, John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis, I I, I'm around them quite a bit, and they have <laughs> never once, not one time, nope. said to me, "You're going to discuss this." This is what you're going to do, and this is what your position is going to be. But George, you are correct in terms which of is, um, in terms why, of which is why WABC is different from all the rest, including Fox News, because they, you know, I, you guys, I understand. You guys are a hundred percent, and that's I only have ABC on. I don't watch television. Well, we're no, glad to hear that. We're glad to hear that, George. Thank you for the call from New Jersey thank this you, morning. Dominic. Thank Very you. Much for your time. And but right, George, I'm... thank you. George is correct because when it comes to television news, trust me, folks, I did it for many, many, many years. And uh, what happens is there is an editorial meeting. Don't buy into the illusion of who you see on television uh, at night. Uh, the local reporter or the anchor, there is an editorial meeting where you have the managing editor, the news director, oftentimes the executive producer, the segment producer, the writers, 
and they sit down and decide what is going to be covered that day and what slant they want, what slant they want on on a uh, on a story. So, for example, um, one time when I kind of butted heads with my bosses, um, they assigned me to cover some story in the projects. And I made a comment. I said, guys, I'm tired of covering stories in the projects. Am I the only one you got? You can send it to the projects. And they all turned red. And then after that, you know, I didn't get the, the project story for a while. But but George was correct in terms of uh, how the uh, the media actually uh, works. Let's go to Joy in Manhattan. Good morning, Joy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. You started your program talking about congressional elections, and that gives me the opportunity to tell people how important it is to keep Lee Zeldin's congressional seat red. And there is an election uh, this coming Tuesday, August 23rd, and Nick LaLota is the best person to keep that seat red. Uh, He is a uh, naval veteran. Uh, during which time he received a uh, medal in support of the global war on terrorism. He is the chief of staff at the Suffolk County Legislature. He has been on the Amityville Board of Trustees. He has uh, kept taxes down and uh, kept services up. So that's okay. quite an accomplishment. And I hope you might – you. Um, I am sure you would love to speak to him, and I hope you might have him on your show. Well, I, I, I thank you for the call, Joy. Right now, I'm trying to get past the next uh, 40 minutes, and then we'll deal with the congressional races. We'll be looking at that uh, coming up soon. I promise you that, folks. There are quite a few uh, interesting ones. But again, uh, if you're just joining us, former President Trump has endorsed two Democrats. Um, he has endorsed um, Carolyn Maloney and also Dan Goldman, and the two Democrats are screaming bloody murder, renouncing the endorsements. And Dan Goldman, by the way, was one of the impeachment lawyers against uh, Mr. Trump. We see all your telephone calls. When we come back, we're going to go to Parkchester, New Jersey, the Hamptons, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and we're also going to have an update in our next segment, Bishop Whitehead is back. That's the bling bling bishop who says he was robbed, remember him, of over 400,000 in jewelry. First it was 400,000, then it was a million. Notice there still hasn't been a single arrest in the case. I'm just saying, folks. So he was robbed of the jewelry in the middle, allegedly, in the middle of his live stream sermon. Well, now the good bishop is challenging a radio host to a fight, to a boxing match, and we'll have that and much more. But first, it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10 here, Sid says Americans were not embarrassed to be Americans while Trump was president. Donald Trump, I mean, he's in office for four years. Guess what didn't happen? The world laughing at us. So, boy, you folks can jump all over Donald Trump all you want, and all the things you say are true. But guess what didn't happen? During those four years, you may have been tired. You may have been exhausted. Trump will do that to you. But you weren't embarrassed to be an American. And guess what's happened now? Most of us are. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life. I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And in just a moment, we are going right back to the telephone calls. In a moment, we're going to start with Debbie in the Hamptons and then go to Robert in Philadelphia. But first, an update on Minister Bling Bling, the bishop, who says he was robbed of over $400,000 in jewelry. That's what he says. In the middle of his live stream 
sermon. Well, the good bishop now wants to box a comedian radio host, D.L. Hughley, in the ring. He appeared on Hughley's uh, program and didn't like that Hughley asked him some good questions, and he's calling the good bishop a punk. These are the words of the bishop. The bishop uh, made this uh, video, you'll hear the audio right now, while he was driving, and he was not too happy. Yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I am a pastor. And I'm not a floor mat. I am not a floor mat. And, you know, enough is enough. You know, and I just had an interview with the D.L. Hughley show. (laughs) Yo, and this dude is nuts. Right? All he wanted to do is try to embarrass me. So, I told him, I said, you're a punk, D.L. Hughley. You got a short man's complex, and you're mad at yourself. Right? And I, y'all need to all at D.L. Hughley, because he needs ratings, y'all. I, I, I went on his show in the name of the Lord. I went on the show in the name of the Lord, thinking that he wanted to speak and be concerned about what happened to my church and if I was okay, if my family's okay, that was not one of his questions. Not one. It was straight. Why do you have all this stuff? Why does your closet look like this? You're robbing the church. You don't even know me, short man. Little boy, little man. Like, you don't even know me. And it's like, listen, you guys can think what you want to think about me. Just look at my track record. Hmm. 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 I'm trying to figure out how do I respond to that, folks? Well, one, that that that's a man of God. I mean, I mean, right, right, Matt, you you heard him. I mean, that that's a man of God. Yeah. And then he said, look at my track record. Right. What's his right. track record, Dominic? Right. And his track record. Uh, see, here, here's the bottom line. The good minister is upset that people like me can see right through this and have called it for what it is. And he thought the narrative was going to be my wife, my kids, I was robbed. And instead the narrative is, come on, Reverend, let, when, when are we going to stop this sham? When, when are we going to stop playing this game? But, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. You know, Matt, I mean. Juicy small yay. <laughs> That's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> Right? Number two, this is our the New York version of Chicago. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, thank you, Matt. Let's go right back to the uh, telephone calls. We see we have a lot of calls here. I mentioned Debbie in the Hamptons. Good morning, Debbie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I'm uh, actually talking to you outdoors under the beauty of the sky with this cricket. Uh, in the moonlight. Uh, but, uh, I would yeah, give anything listen, to be there right now. I'm telling you, I just, I'm going to retire soon for the night, but I'd like to tune into you and prompted me to call you with, was, first of all, this, uh, is slippy, shady, shopped and reverend type dude is, <laughs> you know, for my interest as I'm listening to the caller and, and you talking, but uh, I called, I, this vagabond, Dredge a society loser that has a, just a total disrespect. I don't care if it's a councilwoman or the lady next door. What is happening? Where do these people? Were they ever born from their mother's womb? What what kind of family do these people come from? I agree. Every day I hear nothing but nothing but this this disgustingness. I say to myself, what the hell has happened to people? Well, I I um I agree with you and um the reason why it's dumb to do that to a council member, maybe he was high. But guaranteed law enforcement is coming now, the Department of Buildings, they've already issued a statement, everybody is coming and your days of staying there as a squatter for free are finito. Done. Well, listen, this this is I would 100% true. But you know what? 
you're probably going to see a headline somewhere that this clown decided to get rambunctious. And, uh, you know, hopefully he loses the battle if this is the case. Well, he, he cannot win the battle, but it, but you're right. No matter whether it's a council member or not, that's not something that you, I mean, we don't know what's in that, that, uh, that cigarette, that uh, marijuana that he was smoking and he completely blew the entire thing in her face. Absolutely. And listen, listen, not only that, we don't know what's because of from his, uh, oral cavity, uh, from the, the beings in his own body. Who knows what this guy has? Correct. Okay. Well, well, Debbie. I mean, this. I. I, I this is just, go, go ahead. Disgraceful. It is disgraceful. But what's what's more disgraceful is that I'm not there in the Hamptons as well, uh, listening uh, to the crickets because I know what it sounds like, and and looking up at the sky, it makes you it makes you just feel like you're on vacation somewhere, you know. So yes, it's you know, it's just wonderful. It's, it's a cheap escape. Yeah. Well, I don't know about cheap. But it, but it's a nice oh. escape. Debbie, we thank yes, you for is, the call, dear. and you have a beautiful morning. Thank you. God bless. Same. So uh, Debbie was talking about the man, uh, the reported squatter in a squatter, a squatter house that blew smoke, pot smoke, and uh, in the councilwoman's face, Vicky Palladino. Um, and in her tweet, the councilwoman described this home as a known squatter house in her district at 20th Avenue and 146th Street in College Point. And what I like is what she said. This will not stand on my watch. So since this guy had all the answers blowing smoke in the councilwoman's face, the Department of Buildings said Wednesday that it's located at 146-26 20th Road and was subject to a partial vacate order that was issued on July 14th and prohibits anyone from occupying the second floor due to cracks and holes in the roof. Property records show it's owned the house by Wells Fargo Bank, which took possession through foreclosure in December 2020. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Robert, our friend Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you again, man. Good. Um, I, I feel the same way, Robert. Go right ahead, please. I don't I don't think I think when you hear people say abolish the FBI, that is just anger at what just happened. The logical thinking person will come to the thing that you don't want to abolish them, but you definitely do need to reform the leadership. And that speaks to a bigger problem because if you look back, you will see that the Democratic Party has corrupted everything it has touched. It has corrupted the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, the CDC, school boards, entertainment, everything they touch, they corrupt. So we need to reform, not abolish, but it's going to be a big job. And I don't think that anybody could hit the ground running doing that more effectively than President Trump can. So I hope he wins in 2024. I'm not going to ramble on. I'm going to let you get to your other callers. Always a pleasure. Enjoy your show, and you have a great night, my man. Well, thank you, Robert, and you have a uh, great morning. And so someone um, someone tweeted uh, this morning that um, that I'm always rushing the callers. And, I, folks, I don't want you to feel that, that I'm rushing you. It's that if you understood the volume of calls that we receive uh, during this program, again, number one in New York, AM or FM, there are a lot of calls, and we try to get to as many of them as humanly possible. And sometimes if someone is off topic or they want, I don't know why, but sometimes folks want to give me a history lesson. And that I'm just giving you a, a little uh, tip here. That's a guaranteed way for the call to be cut short because we don't need history lessons. We need your opinions and then we move on. But so I'm, I try to get to as many calls as uh, possible. Dave and Comac, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How are 
are you, Dominic? I'm doing well. Go right ahead, please. The more I hear about uh, what happened with uh, with Trump in the last couple of days, Trump should be in jail. And I resent the fact that he's trying to that he basically uh, had uh, Liz Cheney's uh, seat essentially voided. And if Liz Cheney runs for president, I'd vote for her over Biden. Okay, but so I will wh- never vote for okay. Trump. But but Dave, what you said was what has happened over the last couple of days, uh, and then you went on to say that you feel Mr. Trump should be in jail. So he what? Should if, be in jail. Okay, but wait, 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 Dave. Dave, what happened over the last couple of days? That's what I want you to tell me. That you know, with the FBI raid, the fact that but uh, they but they raided but, but wait, but Dave, okay, wait, Dave, they raided his home. In an unprecedented move. They had every right to do it because he kept documents that they shouldn't have had, like nuclear secrets. Dave, Dave, come on. It's just you and I talking. Would would you like to be the first president that had your home raided by the FBI? I'm sure he won't be the first and he won't be the last. Well, he is the first. You're saying that he won't be the last. He is the first. Listen, the FBI and a judge wouldn't have given them the warrant if they didn't feel there was probable cause. Okay, well, Dave, I, I thank you for the call, and, and you have a uh, a beautiful morning. Let's go from Comac to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Ralph. Good morning, Ralph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, uh, Dominic. There are two possible scenarios I'm looking at here with regard to uh, what happened to President Trump in Florida. Okay, Either uh, Joseph Biden is complicit with this and has full knowledge of what went down, or Merrick Garland is doing it on his own, okay, behind the back of Joseph Biden. But either way, the responsibility on this falls on Joseph Biden, okay? This is unprecedented. This is this is not the first or the last, according to that last caller. The, sir, listen, punk, this is unprecedented. This, has, this is unheard of. And this should never have happened in this country, punk, because it's a disgrace and a travesty to what we we believe and stand for in this country, what went down. That's all I'm going to say to that punk animal. Well, Ralph, I thank you you for the call. And, um, I mean, I I wouldn't refer to the man as a a punk animal, but but those were your words. Uh, you can't tell me, folks, that the White House did not know this raid was going to occur. And when I say the White House, the president must have a uh, plausible deniability. But you can't tell me that the chief of staff, through a backdoor communication, did not know that that this raid was going to happen. There is no way that the AG alone could make a decision like this and and that's that. Let's go to Michael, our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Dominic, before I get into the my reasons for the raid and the paperwork, I offer you an apology for the last time I was on your program. Now, the bid with this uh, raid, they have to show probable cause. Okay, but Michael, but I, wait, 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 Michael. Without going into detail, I have no idea what you're apologizing for. I was gonna, I was gonna mention about. Uh, I, sorry, I completely forgot. Anyway, uh, Trump has the right to see the documents that are unsealed, the warrant, why the warrant was issued. With his lawyers. Well, the, the part, be fair. It, Michael, the part, I may, maybe maybe you got your facts a little wrong. Everything is open as of right now, except for the affidavit. And and, and that's what's not open. And a, a, um, I thank you for the call. A, a hearing is going to be uh, held later on today, Thursday, by the federal judge overseeing all of this. But there is no way that that judge is going to let that affidavit. The government is against it being released. I just don't see it happening. Let's go to Joseph in Parkchester. Good morning, Joseph. You know, this understanding of people on the right or conservative Americans thinking that police agencies like the FBI are tacitly on their side, it's nonsense. 
It's suicide. Those people exist to protect the people who are in power. Okay, now, Joseph, to, Joseph, oh, please, on, wait, Joseph, on. do me a favor, Joseph. Yeah. You call up and you say one of two things. You blame blacks for everything or or you say the police are not on our side. That's your point. Every single phone call. Is that yeah. what this is about right now? Once I'll just explain. Okay, no, 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 no. Is that your point right now, Joseph? I'll tell you what my point is. Okay, wait, no, 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 no. Joseph, I don't want, Joseph, I don't want to cut you off. But I'm not going to stand here and listen to a regurgitated argument of blaming blacks for everything or telling us that the police are not on our side. Is that what you're about to tell me? No, it's not. Okay, go ahead then. Okay. Understand Police are a paramilitary organization. And so you're going to do it anyway. Hold, so wait, you're going to do it. I just, Joseph, Joseph, no, what? no, no, Joseph, what? Joseph, please. What? I'm having respect for you. Please have a little okay. respect for me. You call up every single time and you blame blacks for the world or you blame the police and law enforcement. <laughs> and that's what you're, oh, that's what you're doing right now. And you said, no, that's not what I'm going to do. And then you went into your litany of the same exact thing. You're, you're making my point before I even make it myself. Right, but I'm I, okay. I'm not. But, Joseph, I'm not going to just sit here and listen to you regurgitate the same thing over and over and over. That, listen, to, I, I'm, I'm giving you something that's different. I'm giving you a take. Okay, on, what's one different? Second. What's one different? Second. No, you don't have one, one minute. One sentence I said. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Now, again, these people are funded by your taxes, all right, in the same way that the police or the people who are uh, taking your free medical or free dental or free pension, all that other free crap they're getting from the taxpaying public, that's why they join. They join for economic reasons. All right. That's, for- that's it. That's it, Joseph. That's it. I'm not going to stand here and let you attack law enforcement when, when there are funerals held all around the country for police officers. The, the officer in Indiana being shot numerous times in the head, 24 years old, and you want to call up here, WABC, and say that the reason why people are taking jobs in law enforcement are for the benefits I mean, come on, folks. I have patience, but enough is enough. And, Joseph, if this is what you're going to continue to do, please do me a favor and call another show because my patience is wearing thin with you. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, the Chronicles, no, tonight is Dominic Carter Cares, and and we'll also have more of your telephone calls. Stay with us. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Folks, I'm trying to figure this one out. City officials are urgently seeking another 5,000 rooms here in the Big Apple to house migrants bound for New York City from the southern border. And the New York Post, so 5,000 rooms under an emergency. There's no price tag attached to the request that was released Wednesday, which was made under the emergency contracting powers invoked by Mayor Adams when the uh, migrant crisis first began in the city. The Post has a story of one woman who is six months pregnant, of her traumatic uh, trip uh, here to New York City. And she says basically that she's here on her own, and um, she's six months pregnant, and and she's not getting as much help uh, as she thought that she would get. Uh, She says besides the physical space, she's not receiving any kind of support for her soon-to-be-born child, still searching for ways to support her child, things like diapers and food, and and so on, and so you you feel you feel for the migrants, you you really do, and I also feel for the people of Texas, and I'm going to come to New York in just one second. So imagine what the people of Texas have been going through, the expenses that they have had to cover 
with this crisis at the southern border. And so now New York, with our crisis, with the homeless situation, now you're going to have an entirely new, different set of problems. And I believe that the child, I got to look, uh, a look at the law, but I believe that once the child, her child is born here, that child is an American citizen entitled to everything that an American is entitled to. And so without sound, sounding callous or cold, what message do we think we're sending to migrants, to migrants considering violating the law to come here? Let's go back to the telephone calls. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Let's go to Vinny on Long Island. Good morning, Vinny. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Great show. Appreciate everything. Uh, Thank you. you. Guys, uh, do. Uh, so I was going to originally talk about uh, President Trump and the raid, but, you know, you brought up a great uh, point with the migrants and, and, and what Governor Abbott is doing, sending them up to New York and the emergency you know, here's the thing. We got to build a wall. We got to put big arrows on the wall to these entrance points where we can process people in a humane way, right? You let them come in in a humane way, and we have to follow the law. Follow yes. laws. I don't understand what's so difficult about immigration laws. You come in a country legal, you're breaking the law. We don't have endless funds. I know the politicians think we do because we print the money, and now we're dealing dealing with it with inflation because of COVID and all the the, the expenditures and bills we've been passing. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, and, and eventually we have to pay the piper. Eventually we have to pay the piper. On on this one on immigration, I'm sorry, Trump was 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 dead on accurate. America first. Uh, Period. That's correct. And, Period. And why? Why? What is so difficult? It's a it, it's a human. It's about treating people humanely. When you put the brakes on that wall, the message on entry to the country, the message will get back to the communities in, in these impoverished countries. And they'll say, wait a second, you can't run up to the border and just cross in and get in and take a bus to New York anymore. They're stopping people. They're processing people. It's, we got to do it the right way. They will learn that there is a process to get in the country like we've done for 275 years. Exactly. And I, I, we need immigrants, of course. We are built on, on, on immigrants. Yes. But yes. we have to do it the right way. It's just exactly. so frustrating how the Democrats look at it as a, a voter registration uh, drive to bring them into the country to vote Democrat. And that's backfiring on them because the Hispanic population, guess what, Dominic? Guess what? They're going to they're gonna grow up to vote Republican. I, I think they are, at least. Well, we, we will see, Vinny. I thank you for the call and for the uh, the good points that you made. And so in addressing the woman's situation that's uh, new to New York, you, you have to feel for a woman that's uh, six months pregnant here on her own, but she made the choice to come here. She made that choice. And I'm saying this without trying to so, sound indifferent to her situation. Obviously, she needs help. But you came to America, you came to New York, and now we're all responsible for you and your child? I mean, come on, folks. At at some point, and on this issue, the Democrats are wrong. You just can't have an open border and everybody come in. You just can't. We can't afford it. The people that are footing the bill are going under while those that are not footing the bill could ching. The American lifestyle, health care, food stamps, Medicare, a place to live. So the people that are in the shelters, right, so their their hearings will, will be held, right? So if they can stay in the country legally, then what? Then they got to go from the shelter to permanent housing. Who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pick up the tab for all of this, uh, all of these items? Michael in New in Netley, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind, Dominic? First of all, I'm going to tell you, I'm a right wing fiscal conservative to the core. 
But I got to tell you something. I am true to my beliefs. And that guy, Joseph, before that you were said that he was wrong about the cops, he nailed it. Let me tell you something. Here in Nellie, New Jersey, like in Belleville, like in Clifton, after five and a half years, the cops here make around 140 grand a year. And they should. And you wonder why. And they and should. No, but I want to tell you something. My property taxes have gone up 134% since 2007 because of these public employees and their outrageous property tax hiking public sector salaries. I work in the private sector. The market force dictate my salary. But when it comes to these public employees, including teachers and cops and firemen, you know what? The sky's the limit for them. There is no limit for them. So, so, so Michael, eventually. So, Michael, let, let yeah. me ask you this question. If there, and I, I respect what you're saying. The, the reason why I, I, um, took exception to that caller is that every time he calls up, it's one of two things. It's blame black Americans for every problem in the world. And it's very well, racist comments. It's very racist comments that he entwines in a, in a statement. And he thinks that I'm not catching it. But of course, I'm catching every single word. And then the other topic is to denigrate mm-hmm. police officers. And well, he didn't, in your opinion, tonight, you need to listen well, to some well, of the calls. But 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 I but, Michael, I, I appreciate what you say. I, yeah, I, dis- you I disagree in the private sector. Right. But I disagree with you. I, I disagree with you. Who's going to protect what, how, you? How much are your property taxes? How much are your property taxes? And where you live, what, what is it, like 20000 More. More. I want to tell, tell you something. You know what? Pre-2007 here in New Jersey, property taxes were like $5,700 a year for a house. Now they're like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Okay. But, Michael, but my question. It's not just the public employees. Michael, but, 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 hiking. but here's my question. I just have a simple question, a real simple question. If the police are not there, who's going to protect you? Police, look, police are necessary, but, but do we have to pay them $140,000, $145,000 a year after five and a half years on a job? It's not just the it, police, too. I it's, a chief, think, it's a whole public sector. I think they should make it a minimum, 160000 They should have full immunity, and the unions, their union should be able to make it possible for them. I believe they should get almost, thank you for the call, Michael, they should get almost every benefit they can considering the fact that they put their lives on the line for us each and every day. And some days they don't come home ever again to their families, to their parents, to their children. They pay the ultimate price. Let's go to Fred in Middletown. Good morning, Fred. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, how you doing, Dominic? Pretty good. Go right ahead, please. Points over Thank you. I got two points. Um, firstly, I believe that Pence is wrong. Because the Democrat M.O., as was stated earlier, is to make chaos and then tell us that they want to turn down the volume. The Republicans don't fight at all. The Democrats know how to fight viciously. So I believe he's wrong. As far as rank and file, okay, let's say they're not all corrupt. I think that when you're working for an organization that the top is corrupt, you are going to feel it. I just think that's how it is. So, so of course we need the FBI. Of course we need the protection that they offer. That's not the point. The point is that the current setup is totally corrupt. That's what I believe. Okay. Well, and I, I, I and, and well, just as far as immigration, just as far as immigration. I mean, let, quickly, let the whole Guatemala come here. Let the whole let all those countries just come here. Right. It, it does. Know? It does seem that way. I thank you for the call, Fred. Let me get in, Nancy, in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, Nancy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Love the show. Love you. Thank you. Thank I just you. wanted to make um, one point. Um, they um, are coming over here pregnant already with six and seven members in their family. They're coming into the shelter system. They're getting food, pampers, milk, water, anything that they need immediately they, they have. And before this happened, before the news story broke, they were coming in and they had um, ankle bracelets on. And I guess the ankle bracelets were to keep track of them. And just all of a sudden, that was it. Right. That was it. Right. Well, Nancy, again, you know, I'm, I'm trying to walk a fine line of showing sensitivity for a woman that's here in a country that she doesn't know much about and she's six months pregnant, but 
we've got to foot the bill the bill for everything. And, and I totally agree. And that child will have legal protections the moment she delivers that child that American citizens have. And at a certain point, go ahead, I'm sorry. And I was going to say this, 75% of the women that's coming through, they're pregnant. Wow. Wow. 75%. And, and then if, we, if we're going to be honest about that, one has to wonder, seriously wonder if that's a scam. It, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Thank you for the call, Nancy. I get it wanting the best possible scenario for your child, but who's paying the bill? They think the American government is paying the bill. We are paying the bill. Frank Morano is paying the bill. That's right. Frank, I can't who, afford it. Who joins me right now? Good morning I'm to tapped. you. Good morning to you, I, my friend. And guess what? If we don't make uh, the property tax payment with our mortgage payment, what happens to our house? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't care to find out. Right. You don't care to find yeah. out because your house will be gone. Exactly. In a New York minute. Yeah. You know. You know what? You know what? I forget. Maybe we could get the folks coming across the border to think twice about coming if we just institute a, a national congestion pricing fee. We say it's just it's too crowded here. You're going to have to pay congestion pricing. It depends on when you're crossing the border. If you cross between uh, rush hour, you got to pay $25. You got to you cross off peak hours at $12 and uh maybe that'll do it. Let's see. You, you know congestion pricing is going to be an absolute disaster, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, have, have I, you everything seen, about it. Have you seen the way they've carved up Manhattan right yes, now? Yes, 60th where, Street. Where, where well, that's where I'm going to be parking. <laughs> they, I'm going to park right, at 60th they, they, Street there's and one lane and, and the bus lane, and, of course, there's a bike lane. You know, each way. I, 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 the plan, and again, I, I didn't mean to hijack the, the discussion here, but uh, the plan that they've put out, the draft plans, are so abysmal, and they have really very little to do with fighting traffic congestion. It's almost an acknowledgement that we don't care about traffic in the outer boroughs, because you think that's just going to make traffic better in places like the Bronx and Staten Island, places please, like the Bronx where the asthma rate is please, already skyrocketing. Please don't mention the Bronx, because I spend quite a bit of time on the uh, cross Bronx Expressway. And whenever you're going to cross Bronx Expressway, you're praying that it's your lucky day and that you won't spend 30 to 40 minutes right. at a minimum in bumper-to-bumper yeah, well, traffic. So that's the thing is how does charging you $5 or $9 or $12 or $23 to get to work, how does that improve traffic on the cross Bronx or the BQE, which I take in here, which is always a, a parking lot? And we all know that everything's going to be backed up. But quickly, what do you have coming uh, up this All right, uh, noted political consultant and crisis communications specialist, O.B. Murray, will be here. One of the best. I, I, he, One of the best. He certainly is a bright guy and a, a good sense of humor. I think he's going to stick around for all four hours, so we're going to pick his brain on a bunch of issues, including the Liz Cheney situation, including uh, Donald Trump's endorsement in this Maloney-Nadler race, and a bunch of other things as well. Uh, we'll do the AC report with one of the best gambling journalists in the country, David Danzis, and uh, Colonel Kurt Schlichter, who's a, a trial attorney and a, and a military guy. He's going to join us as well. So we've got an action-packed show. Another night where I'll get very little sleep. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Frank Morano and the other side of midnight to the calls we couldn't get to. I apologize. You can give Frank a call or you can reach out to us again tomorrow. I'll be back. Same time, same station. Have a great morning. Keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight starts right now.